The title of our sermon as we continue this series, Mark My Words, where we're following the words of Jesus. The title of the sermon are Jesus' words, Stand Up, Take Your Mat, and Go. So last Sunday, I introduced this new series. We'll be walking through Mark's gospel all the way until Easter. And as you heard me said earlier, this is a gospel that moves very quickly. In fact, I think that Mark's favorite word is the word immediately. He uses it many, many times throughout this gospel. As one commentator has written about the gospel of Mark, in this gospel, Jesus is constantly active. Jesus is moving at a rapid pace. At a rapid pace. Things are moving immediately throughout this gospel. In chapter 1 of the gospel, Jesus begins his ministry. He teaches first in Capernaum. But word also begins to spread about Jesus' teaching and miracles. Even when Jesus mysteriously asks that the healed not talk about him, what is sometimes referred to as the messianic secret, they do anyway. And so Jesus continues to gain notoriety. At the end of chapter 1 of the gospel, Jesus leaves Capernaum to teach and minister and to heal in the neighboring towns of Galilee. But at the beginning of this second chapter of Mark, our scripture for today, Jesus is back in Capernaum. At this point, Jesus can't go anywhere without a crowd. He's at a home. The crowd is pressing in. And Mark tells us that there's no room for anyone else to get into the home. Some friends hear that Jesus is in town, and they won't be stopped by the crowds. Now, if you read Mark's gospel carefully, we don't know how big this group of friends is. But we do know that four of the friends carry a paralyzed man on a mat, or a sickbed, or a stretcher, something like that. And they take him to Jesus. Since they can't get in the front door... These friends dig through the roof. In Luke's version of the story, we have the Greek word that's used for roof is the root of the English word ceramic. So we don't know exactly what that roof looked like, but it probably was a combination of clay or mud, something like that, that they were able to dig through so they could lower their friend to Jesus' feet. As I read through this story this week, a thought kept coming to my mind. Sometimes we can't reach Jesus on our own. Think about that for a second. Sometimes we can't reach Jesus on our own. Sometimes we need the help of others to get us to Jesus' feet. Now, I know that this is true in our own congregation. Some of you connected with Tiger River on your own because you could. You knew you needed a community of faith. You knew and felt the importance of finding a place where you could sit at Jesus' feet. You had the idea or the initiative or the energy to come and visit Tiger River and to invest yourself in this place. And some of you are here today because someone held your hand along the way. And they helped you get here. Some of you may be here because you needed 
a little extra nudging or pulling or pushing. Some of us have arrived in this community of faith on our own, and some of us have arrived here with the help of others. Maybe we've even arrived here kicking and screaming, and all of that is okay. Maybe some of us have arrived here in this community because a friend picked us up by our sick bed, by our mat, and carried us to Jesus' feet. This is the image that I kept thinking about this week. When we're young, we like to be carried. When we're young, being carried gives us a feeling of security and safety and love. It's a relief to our little legs. Even my children, who are quickly getting too tall and too heavy for me to carry, they like to be carried sometimes. But being carried as an adult, that's a very different feeling, isn't it? (laughs) Have you ever been carried as an adult? That's a very different experience. Some of you have probably had that feeling, that literal feeling of being carried as an adult. Maybe you've had a fall at home and others had to come to your house and pick you up and literally carry you. Being carried as an adult is a humbling and uncomfortable experience. I remember that when my dad was very sick and he was on hospice at home, he did have a fall once or twice. And folks came to our house and I can remember him saying just how uncomfortable it was to be picked up and carried by others. Being carried as an adult is an uncomfortable experience, literally and also metaphorically. Because whether you have had that literal experience of being carried, I think most of us have had that experience of being carried metaphorically. You are emotionally or spiritually exhausted or injured even. And you can't possibly move on your own. Others have to pick you up. It's a feeling of great vulnerability for others to have to pick us up. We're adults. We're grown-ups. We're independent. We should be able to do these things on our own. The feeling of having someone else pick us all the way up and carry our full weight is a truly uncomfortable experience. And so I ask you again, have you ever been picked up and carried? One of the things that I love about this story is that Jesus doesn't ask anything of the paralytic. Imagine how hopeless and helpless he felt. Imagine how embarrassed or ashamed he felt to have to be carried by his friends and lowered through a roof. In fact, at the time, a condition like his was often considered to be a sign or a symptom of serious sin or guilt. But listen again to how Jesus responds. 
When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. What was that? Listen to that again. When Jesus saw their faith, not the paralytic's faith, their faith, the friend's faith, the paralytic was being carried in more ways than one. Our series is Mark My Words. We're paying careful attention to the words of Jesus. And the first thing that Jesus says in this story is directed at the paralytic, who, by the way, isn't able to make any physical or spiritual effort on his own, but he looks at the paralytic and says, son, your sins are forgiven. As some commentators have noted, the Greek word for son is actually a term of endearment. My son, Jesus might be saying, or my child, my beloved, maybe. My beloved, your sins are forgiven. In fact, some have even called that the first healing or the first miracle of this story. Jesus' words often get him in trouble, and we'll see that throughout the Gospel of Mark. The scribes who are there begin to question in their hearts. Interestingly, this scripture tells us that Jesus perceives or knows what they're thinking, and he doesn't let it go. The scribes wonder about Jesus' authority to make this claim to forgive sins, that he has the right to do that that Jesus has the right to extend this authority for forgiveness of sins. But Jesus responds by saying, let me tell you, let me show you just how far my authority can go. And so he says to the man, stand up, take your mat and walk. And that was healing number two. The paralytic came in being carried in more ways than one and I can't help but hear more than one kind of healing happening in Jesus' miracle here. Jesus has restored his body. Get up and walk, he says. Jesus has restored his spirit. Your sins are forgiven, he says. But maybe there's even a third kind of healing happening in this passage. Perhaps Jesus is also restoring some of the man's dignity because Jesus also says, get up, take your mat. Take your own mat, you can carry it now. Take your mat and go home. I think it's a really beautiful coincidence that we have this lectionary passage on the Sunday when we're ordaining and installing new elders and deacons. Because our church system, our church polity, our church structure is built on the truth that no one can carry a load by themselves. Our elders work together with the congregation to carry the load of the church's ministry and mission together with the congregation. Our deacons are tasked with helping support members when they are in physical, emotional, or spiritual need when they need someone to help them carry the load. 
And of course, the work of carrying each other is for all of us. As a family of faith, there will be times when we all need to do some of the carrying. And there will also be times when we need to be carried ourselves. When others have to pick us up. When the faith of friends and community has to do the heavy lifting on our behalf. I've been praying for a family this week whose adolescent son had to have emergency heart surgery. I know that some of you here know that family. I've been exchanging messages with the dad, and thankfully their son is doing very well. But while putting this sermon together, I came across a post that the son's mom put up. And this is what she said. We truly are humbled to be included in your thoughts and prayers. This has been hard, but also full of blessings to see communities, churches, and people from near and far care about our boy and little family. We just pray we will never forget what God has done and that we will never hesitate to run to those in times of need and show up big. There are times when you need to be carried. And at other times, you'll be the one called to do the carrying, the praying, the loving, the heavy lifting. There will be times when you are called to, to use this mother's words, show up big. Have you ever been picked up and carried? It's an uncomfortable experience, but it's okay. The scripture shows us that Jesus meets and greets and welcomes us when we can't get to him on our own. But the scripture also invites us to ask this, who needs us to carry them? Who needs us to dig through the mud and clay for them? Who needs us to bring them to the feet of the loving Christ? At times we are carried, and at times we are called to do the heavy lifting and to show up big for others. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for never turning us away. When our strength is gone, when our faith is stumbling, when we are reliant on the faith and support of friends and community, still you welcome us into your healing and loving arms. But God, help us to remember those moments. Help us too, when we can, take our mats knowing that there will always be others near us who need a place to rest and recover and heal. Loving God, when we need to be carried, we give you thanks for your mercy and grace and the mercy and grace of others. And when we are strong, or maybe just strong enough, may we look to extend the great gifts of mercy and grace to others. All of these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who forgives us, who heals us, and who loves us without end. Amen.